You work hard to build your business, and as a smart and savvy entrepreneur, you understand the importance of protecting your business. This podcast is brought to you in part by True Shield Insurance Incorporated, underwritten by Northbridge General Insurance Corporation. True Shield Insurance was made for you. Get insurance coverage for your startup starting at just $29 per month. Visit trueshieldinsurance.ca today and get the right insurance solution for your small business. Welcome to Startup Newsweek, your source for news affecting entrepreneurs in Canada. My name is Sam McKay, and today is April 26, 2016. In the news this week, Toronto and Vancouver joined 40 cities worldwide this weekend for a global hackathon to address overfishing. Coders and scientists around the world came together to create new apps, tools, and prototypes to address sustainable fishing challenges. Commercial borrowing by Canadian small businesses has slowed, according to data released from Paynet. Paynet says lower oil prices and weak domestic demand are responsible for the dip in business investment. In other news, Montreal-based Inovia Capital announced last week it has raised $175 million for its latest venture capital fund. This exceeds the investment firm's original fundraising goal by $25 million. E-commerce businesses with delivery drone services could become a reality in Canada in the coming years. Drone Delivery Canada and the City of Vaughan announced a partnership last week to pilot the first-of-its-kind drone delivery service. The company plans to have a fleet of drones delivering packages for the city's business district by 2018. There's one week left to register for Startup Canada Day on the Hill. Get your tickets to connect with top entrepreneurs like Sarah Previtt, founder of Future Design School, Alan Lau, co-founder of Wattpad, and David Alston, founder of Brilliant Labs. Investors like Janet Bannister from Real Ventures, Lauren Robinson from Highline VC, and Tony Lacavera from Global Live and Win Mobile will also be there. Get your tickets now at startupday.ca. Startup Newsweek is brought to you by Steadfast Beta, Canada's most effective user testing platform. Use Steadfast Beta to talk with users, perform usability testing, and conveniently analyze data all in one place. What are you waiting for? Visit steadfastbeta.com today. One of the most important parts of naming your new business is finding an available website name that works. Today's episode is brought to you by .ca. Join thousands of Canadian entrepreneurs who have chosen a .ca domain name for their business. Choose your .ca domain name at cira.ca forward slash startup today. Entrepreneurship doesn't have to be tough when it's cooked right. Co-founder of Relish Gourmet Burgers serves up well-done recipes for startup success. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 2 of the Startup Canada Podcast Show. I'm your host, Rivers Corbett. The Startup Canada Podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the rallying network uniting Canada's entrepreneurship community. And on this podcast, we connect you, the idea person, the startup founder, the creative thinker with the movers and shakers of Canadian entrepreneurship. Here on the show is where we fill you in on trends and opportunities and possibilities for your next step as an entrepreneur and where we have conversations about advancing entrepreneurial growth and success in Canada. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Intuit QuickBooks, your partner in building a financially fit and fundable business. Get 50% off. That's right. 50% off QuickBooks online today by visiting intuit.quickbooks.ca forward slash start right. Do any of our new listeners remember to subscribe to the Startup Canada podcast in the iTunes store, then visit startupcan.ca to join the network to connect to support, mentors, training, funding, space, and to your local startup community. Ladies and gentlemen, we are thrilled, absolutely thrilled to have as our guest today, Alan Lau, the CEO and co-founder of Wattpad, the world's leading social networking network connecting readers and writers. And in today's interview, we're going to learn the story behind the world's leading social networks, democratizing publishing and unleashing content on the world. And Alan's going to share his advice for entrepreneurs on everything from starting up, funding, scaling, and optimizing Canada as an anchor to grow a global economy. I love that word anchor, and we're going to test him on that one. So he's uh, Alan is also the co-founder of Two Small Fish Ventures, where he and his wife, Eva, act as angel investors. His past ventures include co-founding two other tech startups, Red Boom Solutions, acquired by Upstream Systems in 2008, as well as Tira Wireless. And Alan, just a real privilege, privilege sir, to have you on the show. Welcome. My pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. No worries. Well, look, you've always been an entrepreneur, I'm finding out. Uh, find, uh, share with us a little bit about your background from when you were a boy to uh, to when you moved to this great country. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I moved to uh, Canada, uh, Toronto, uh, to be specific, when I was uh, turning 19, uh, just about to enter university. I was born and raised in Hong Kong, and uh, I've been living here um, ever since. Uh, it's been uh, almost, uh, in fact, over 25 years since mm-hmm. I've been living in Canada. It's, it's great that you came here, and uh, we're honored to have you. Absolutely. Well, look, you're quoted as saying true innovation is rooted in the ability to solve problems. You know, what uh, What kind of problems were you looking to solve when you founded Wattpad, and what kind of inspired you to develop a, a content pro- platform? Well, uh, at, at that time, I was trying to solve a problem that I faced myself. Uh, I was the uh, co-founder and chief technology officer of my first startup, uh, Tira Wireless, at that time. The... Um, the problem that I tried to solve was I was too busy, but I love to read. So I want to I wanted to create a, a, a solution or some technology that I, that I could use myself so that I can bring the reading material with me all the time. And that's mm. the starting point. Very interesting. So you really were a pioneer in this whole uh, in this whole uh, arena of uh, of taking the reading with you. Yeah, and, and it was year 2002 when I first had the idea. And uh, as some of you may know, at that time, uh, iPhone did not exist. Uh, yeah. Smartphone did not exist. Even BlackBerry was uh, like in the form of uh, like a pager. So uh, yeah. it, it was really, really trailblazing at that time. 
Yeah, well, you and I are kindred spirits. I'm uh, I'm in my fifties, and uh, and I do remember that time. I actually was uh, at the beginning and stages of, of cellular when I worked for the phone company, and talk about an innovative uh, time period. That's for sure. It, information highways, and there was an Apple product. I think that uh, Newton. It was what it was yeah. called back then. Do you remember that Newton? That's, yeah, interesting. Uh, it's, yeah. Now, now, when we look back, it's kind of silly, but at that time, it was. Uh, Stay off the arts, right? It really uh, was, yeah. Well, they'd be saying, I'm sure it's, uh, you know, some of the stuff we're doing now is silly, also, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's great how it's all happening. So, so I always, uh, I always put my guests on the spot like this. Pretend your grandmother's sitting beside you right now, and uh, we need to know in 60 seconds or less what is Wattpad. Sure, uh, Wattpad is a. Uh, it's an app or a website that lets people discover and share stories. Wattpad stories range from science fiction to romance stories to fan fiction. And we have over 40 million monthly users, and they're spending over 13 billion minutes uh, reading and writing. Very interesting. So what, what, what kind of, when you say share stories, uh, what, what does that mean? Do they, do they write the book themselves or they just comment on, uh, on, on books that they're reading and therefore they, they form a, a book club around a certain reading? All of the above. Uh, the the starting point, of course, is uh, from from the writer. They would create the stories. Uh, yes. The stories um, can be uh, fiction, but can also be their own personal story, like uh, uh, perhaps a memoir or uh, autobiography. Mm. And then uh, uh, in that story, they can um, include uh, obviously the text, but uh, also the. Uh, images, uh, animated GIFs, or, or even video to make it, uh, the, to, to make the experience very mixed media. And then once they have the content, uh, we can bring the audience because we have over 40 million monthly users and uh, the, um, uh, the, the reader or the content consumer, they can uh, uh, consume the content and, and more importantly, they can engage directly with the, uh, with the writers and they can mm. comment, they can hang out together, they, uh, they can form a conversation, have a conversation. And in, in some cases, you know, the, uh, the readers, they would create the cover, they would create a fan art uh, for the stories uh, that they are reading. Well, I've got to ask you this, Alan, because um, I mean, you're 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 obviously a connector as part of that. Has there been any romances that have bloomed on your network since uh, since you started? Any marriages that have happened because of writers who have come together and have just said, "Oh my gosh, you're like me. I, I want to hang out with you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've we've seen this. Uh, obviously, we we're not keeping track of this. Right, right. I don't know exactly how many has happened, but uh, definitely it happened. Yeah, well, that's so interesting. I mean, like-minded souls come together. I mean, that's what the—that's what that whole model is. Uh, it starts with for sure. Well, look, you were once a a newcomer to Canada. You know, of all the choices you had to come uh, to go to from Hong Kong, what uh, what opportunities drew you to Canada, or was it purely the educational institution? And then, if it was, what drew you to stay to Canada? Well, I was turning nineteen, so it was. Uh, um, uh, you know, legally, I wasn't even an adult, so I just followed my parents. Mm. So what happened was my grandparents and the, uh, on, on my mother's side, all her siblings, they came to Canada in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So uh, my mother was the lone uh, holdout. Um, and in the mid-80s, uh, uh, the, um, th- there was uh, uh, 
you know, um, a, a flood of immigrants from uh, from Hong Kong, and uh, we were part of that wave uh, to to come here. Basically, you know, my parents they decided, well, um, it's. Uh, it's Looks like it's a good opportunity to move to Canada. Let's pack up and, and move. And then a year later, we, we were here. Yeah, very interesting. Well, look, did you feel as though it was easier or harder to, to start up as a newcomer than someone who was born in Canada in, in, in the environment that you were in, which was obviously uh, obviously in Ontario? Yeah, I, I, I would say as a newcomer, it's always more difficult, less uh, uh you know, let's uh, call a spade a spade. That being said, uh, I, I think as a newcomer, uh, starting a business in Canada is probably easier than most other places because uh, of our immigration policy, the multiculturalism is, is very welcoming. People can onboard, assimilate without losing their own uh, and origi- original culture. So um, it's, it's a very... Um, great way for uh, for newcomers to, to a country to um, to start a business or do something new. Yeah, that's very interesting. I know you talk a lot about diversity in, in Canada, and I think that's that's one of the uh, the pillars of what makes us so great. It's uh, you can you can have your cake and eat it too. You can uh, be a Canadian but still uh, tie into uh, you know your uh, your 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 ancestors, your cultural uh, upbringing, and so on. And it's embraced rather than shunned. So uh, so that's just a reinforcement of what you just talked about. Very cool. So what's the biggest lesson you learned while starting up? The uh, Well, um, I started two other companies before starting Wattpad. And I, I think the, the first one, um, in a way, from an outsider perspective, it was uh, quite successful. We raised uh, $30 million in funding. We grew the company from two people, two co-founders to 200 people. But uh, uh, from the inside, the uh, I would say the story was a little bit different. We made a lot of mistakes, uh, <laughs> a lot of rookie mistakes. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, anything that you uh, can imagine to go wrong, uh, went wrong. From, uh, uh, raising too much money too early on, uh, before uh, we had the product market fit, uh, we... we Build the, the wrong products. We position the market. Uh, the marketing position was not quite right. You know, addressing the wrong market. You you name it. Uh, so um, I cannot uh, pinpoint a single lesson because they they are just they, they were just too many. Well, I think it's the for you. It's keep going. But have, did you during that journey, that first uh, company you started? Did you ever say, "Oh my gosh, I'm I'm done. I'm going back to work for uh, you know an engineering company for what you what you uh, studied in?" Well, not exactly, because once uh, that entrepreneur, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, bite years once and it stays forever, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, at the end, I decided to, uh, well, uh, th- this first one is not working well. Let's, let's start another one. That's, yeah. uh, that's actually Wattpad. What was, uh, was my second one uh, in, uh, in, in, uh, in, in theory uh, because uh, uh, 
WordPad in the early days, it wasn't quite working well. It wasn't taking off. It took us like three, four years before it took off. So I started WordPad and it didn't work out well. So after a year, we almost uh, gave up. And, uh, and, but at the end, we decided, well, let's hang on to it. Um, we, uh, our, because we didn't have that many users, our hosting cost was like costing us $5 per month. And uh, we were joking, you know, we were, you know, only $5 away from break even, let's not give up. <laughs> so uh, we, in fact, we started another company on the side and uh, we uh, worked on that company for about a year and then we were very fortunate to, to be able to, to sell that company. That company got acquired. Yes. And they, that gave us enough cash to, keep going and work on Wattpad. So that's why, that's one of the reasons why Wattpad, uh, we were bootstrapping for uh, five years before we, we raised the uh, first in institutional round. But um, time was tough, you know. Mm. We, uh, we were uh, doing consulting on the side. We were doing a million things to keep us going. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, it was uh, it was another guest that I I spoke to a little earlier in the week, and he called he called those gritty times that uh, that they were going through, as you were saying about being tough and uh, and keeping going. And I love your I love your answer when when I said, did you ever think about going back to school? And your answer was no, because I had already you drank the Kool Aid. You were already it was already in your DNA, and you were honest to who you were as an individual. And that's. Uh, that's a, that's yeah. a, I think a trait that a lot of entrepreneurs would, would do is they, they'll go hungry before they'll give up their dream about being an entrepreneur. Very cool. So, uh, for, for, for you, what are the most important qualities of an innovative startup in, in your mind? Uh, I guess the, the key word is innovative here. Uh, mm. so, uh, starting a company as, not that difficult in a way, you know, you can start a consulting business, you can start uh, a corner store if you want to, that's um, relatively easy. But uh, for an innovative start startup, uh, it's much harder because for um, uh, something to be innovative, by definition, it's almost like uh, doing things that no one has done before, right? And uh, to do that, you, you have to do something new and you have to, in a way, focus on things that may be counterintuitive. Right. So, because the, without the, the history or experience or some other people's experience to back you up, uh, is in a way the, the risk profile is much harder. And that's why, you know, uh, nine out of 10 tech startups uh, uh, would fail for, for all the good reasons. It's not because the, the founders are not capable, because, not because the idea may not be right, uh, may not be, uh, the idea may not be, be right, but uh, there are a million factors to, to affect why a very innovative startup may not take off. Timing is another issue. Mm -hmm. so, um, I think the most important qualities to circle back to, to your question is to find a really big market, a really big opportunity, and find something, you know, uh, a very innovative, creative solution or, or uh, ideas that like, nobody else has done before. 
So let's go talk about Wattpad in that regard. You're approaching your 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 tenth year anniversary. Congratulations on that. That's very awesome. And just to cur- another curious part, um, you and your wife uh, do a lot of investing together too, which is something I want to touch on in a, in a minute about uh, two small fish. Um, the uh, but you talked about the important qualities of an innovative startup in your mind. Wattpad obviously is an innovative uh, organization. Uh, what were the keys to success in your mind that, uh, I mean, you obviously perseverance and the dream and so on, but, you know, what were the, the pragmatic keys to success that made you successful as, a, as an innovative startup that kept you going so you were the one out of ten? Uh, well, first, first of all, I, I believe uh, even though we are turning 10 this year, I still believe we are only writing chapter 2 or mm. chapter 3 of the WordPress stories. We still have at least 10 or 20 chapters before the end of the story. Uh, we, you know, uh, if you look at uh, how many people who can read or write, there are 5 billion people who can read or write. And uh, if we look at the size of the internet population, well, we have 3 billion people on the internet today. That number will grow to like 5, 6 billion in, in the next few years. So the market opportunity is massive, massive. But um, back to your point, uh, your question about keys to success. Uh, like I mentioned, um, pick a big market, uh, pick uh, a big need or a big problem to, to solve. And then, uh, uh, like you mentioned, perseverance. Uh, the uh, startup is 5% glory, 95% crappy. There are a lot of um, uh, problems that you have to deal with every single day. Uh, if you, the entrepreneurs or the founders, they don't have the, the persistence to, you know, to, to keep going. Uh, as, um, at times, it can be very discouraging. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've uh, I've been uh, an entrepreneur for 18 years, and uh, I, I my father used to always tell me he says the views from the top of the mountain are wonderful. He said, but from the valley they're absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and he's so right on that. Well, look, uh, you've you've scaled Wattpad, and it now operates globally. And it wasn't always that way. What was your global go-to market strategy? The uh I think we do things a little bit differently than than most uh, companies. Um, for uh, partially it's because we we are an internet a global internet company. I think for the traditional business, if you want to uh, you know want to address the uh, U.S. markets or the, the Indian market, the uh, Latin American market, you have to have a presence there. You have to launch. Uh, "Quote unquote launch in that market, but for for us, uh, it's a little bit different because um, the the internet um, by design is uh, is always on, always connected, it's global, it's real time, and because of that, uh, you don't really need to have a physical presence to launch in a certain market. So what we have done is we know that." Um, 
uh, reading, writing, uh, and storytelling is, is, is global. You know, since the cavemen uh, mm. drawing pictures uh, in the cave, you know, uh, people have been storing, uh, uh, telling stories uh, around the world. So we know that uh, it's a global need. And what we have done is uh, we make sure the products uh, itself can support as, as many languages as possible so that you know, people in Russia or people in Brazil or Mexico who may not understand English, they can still use the product. And once we know the, uh, uh, some writers in, in those countries uh, starting to produce content, then, then we, uh, we utilize uh, volunteers or sometimes our own staff uh, as, we, as we scale. We, we can support those uh, and engage with uh, those uh, uh, users. And once the community is formed, it will uh, uh, grow by itself uh, much more easily. Yeah, very interesting. And, uh, you know, I love that whole aspect of, uh, of technology. Uh, one of my mantras is to work anywhere, anytime. And uh, the technology sure, surely affords that luxury. So uh, wonderful. So what's, uh, what's your vision? You're, you're into chapter two, maybe chapter three. Uh, what's, uh, what's chapter eight look like for Wattpad? Uh, as I mentioned, you know, the, uh, there are so many people who can read or write. Uh, there are so many people who uh, are connected to the internet. So, uh, and when, when you look at the size of the market, you are talking about billions of people. And if you look at where we are today, we have roughly, you know, just over 40 million monthly users. It's not even 1% of the population. <laughs> so our goal is to connect uh, at least a billion people. We can get to billions potentially with an S. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also want to uh, um, use uh, reader writing as, as, the, as the foundation. So if you look at the, uh, our product uh, early on, it's purely text-based, uh, purely fictional stories. But um, if you look at the products uh, now, uh, people are starting to uh, write um, uh, or upload uh, comics on, on Wattpad, people are putting uh, v- mixing video, mixing animated GIFs within the, t- the text. So it's, it's it's a mixed media platform now, and mm. people are telling stories in, in a very creative way. And ultimately, uh, these stories, uh, m- many of them, they are very entertaining. M- many of these stories are inspirational. And at the end of the day, what we want to do is bring entertainment and inspiration to billions of people. Do you find, Alan, that uh, uh, that um, you're helping to address the literacy uh, challenge in in Canada and North America? Be, uh, and I don't know about the where it stands in the rest of the planet, but uh, do you find that that is uh, you're dealing with that social issue uh, in a way? Yeah, in, in a way, that's why uh, you know. Uh, working for Wattpad and uh, and even for, for for me coming back to to the office and, and work very long hours every day. That makes it very um, 
I would say uh, it's motivating me to come back to the office every day yeah. because uh, not only we are building a business, not only are we are building uh, a big business, uh, but we are also helping a lot of people around the world. Uh, we are contributing positively to, to the society. We are helping people who are uh, to... To, uh, to read, we are helping people to write. We are encouraging young people, people to read and write more. Mm. And nothing can be more, you know, fulfilling than than doing this. Yeah, particularly in a in a way that touches not only their heart but their mind. And you've really uh, you've really have have brought the two of those so nicely together. So talking about heart and mind together, let's talk about you and your wife Eva. You uh, you're an angel investor through your startup Two Small Fish. First of all, how does that relationship work? outside of the house because you're in you know there's an intimacy there there's a, a personal connection there do you set rules do you set boundaries in in that company in order to make it work uh, it's, it's actually very easy because uh, um, uh, I've been working with my wife Eva for a very long time in fact we uh, we met in university uh, uh, and we met when we were teenagers, mm-hmm. and then uh, we um, really early in, in our respective careers, we we worked for the same startup company for quite some time. So, uh, and she also worked for Wattpad for for quite some time. She was the head of community uh, until like two years ago. Okay. So uh, we 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 know how to work together. Yes. Uh, so that side, you know, is 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 not a big problem. Uh, and uh, we also operate this um, as, uh, as, a, as a real venture fund in, in a way. Uh, the, we are the two partners in the fund. She's doing most of the work because I have a full time, my hands are full. Sure. So yeah, of course. I'm, I'm not spending uh, much time on this. Uh, she was the one with um, all the entrepreneurs. Uh, she's the one uh, basically doing all the screening. Uh, for lack of a better term, but uh, before we write a check, uh, both partners in in the fund, which is uh, me and Eva, we have to agree on writing a check. You know, what, if one of us is saying no, uh, we don't have a unanimous uh, decision. Then by default, it, it's no. So that's how most uh, venture funds uh, work. You know, they, right. just, they all have to agree and uh, uh, agree with the investment so that they, you know, that they are all in rather than you know half-heartedly investing. So we 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 do do the same thing. And uh, so you never get home afterwards and say, I can't believe, Eva, you didn't want to invest in that opportunity. That's right. That's right. We, we would never say, hey, you, I said no to this. We would never have this conversation. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, look, uh, um, Alan, you're you're obviously passionate about uh, about Canada and, um, and being an entrepreneur here. So what really needs to be done in your mind to set Canada apart as a, as a leading entrepreneurial nation in, on the planet? Um, I believe um, perhaps I should uh, speak on more general terms, but, but which is also applicable to, to myself and perhaps other entrepreneurs. I, I believe we are in a very good position now. Uh, we have, uh, for I think, for a startup ecosystem, um, it has to be uh, re- reaching critical critical mass before it's uh, um, 
before we can see the community uh, being formed. And I, I think we have that um, uh, system in, in place in Canada right now. We have uh, a, a good education, good school, Waterloo, U of T, and many other universities. Uh, they are producing many really bright uh, students every year. We have a very active uh, angel investing community. You know, I'm very proud to be part of that. And that's, uh, by the way, that's the uh, main reason we are angel investing. You know, it's less about making money. It's more about uh, sharing our unique experience uh, with uh, new entrepreneurs. And uh, we are seeing many other uh, entrepreneurs or, or former entrepreneurs uh, angel investing right now. And uh, we are seeing uh, um, a lot of seed funds. Uh, they are making uh, small investments, um, perhaps in the single-digit millions, uh, rather than the tens or hundreds of millions. You know, we have um, uh, small venture funds to uh, help startups in in space, uh, and we also have growth funds as well. Um, so uh, it's a full stack uh, uh, startup uh, uh, community that we are seeing here. So I'm very, very positive about the, the future of um, being an entrepreneur uh, in, in Canada. But um, the most important aspect, I, I would say, is uh, we are seeing a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, they are paying forward, mm. they are helping each other out, and, uh, and that's level of engagement is actually very, very crucial for uh, a startup community to, to, to flourish. Uh, yes. If you look at Silicon Valley, you know, they have been doing this in that case, you know, the, uh, the older entrepreneurs or ex-entrepreneurs, they uh, became mentors uh, to other people and mm -hmm. help new founders to gain experience. And that's super helpful. Yeah, it's it's so true. There's it it is a very uh, very inclusive and embracing community, and it doesn't matter what your age is. It's uh, we just we, everybody's a brother and everybody's a sister. Well, it's talking about that movement and that momentum, uh, you were the closing speaker at the Startup Canada Every Entrepreneur Tour, tour in, in Toronto, and uh, I hear things were were pretty exciting at that event. And you know, did, did you did uh, after Coming out of that event, what uh, what was going through your head? Yeah, I was so glad to see you know that there's really an entrepreneurial um, movement, and in Canada, I wouldn't say the same thing ten years ago. Definitely, it wasn't the same like uh, when I first came here. And uh, uh, the for for us, uh, Canada as a uh, our economy is uh, resource-based and it will remain uh, uh, resource-based uh, for, uh, for quite some time. But if we are only resource-based, we have a problem here. And if you look at the um, uh, other sectors, uh, I think technology and especially technology startups is, uh, is uh, it, it's one of the high growth area in, in this country. And uh, um, seeing so many people, so, so many entrepreneurs stepping up, so many people wanting to start a company uh, is, is actually a very good thing. 
Right on. Yeah, it is a very good thing. And, uh, and, and, and the dialogue, it seems to be uh, moving at a faster pace in that regard. So that's, uh, that's very cool. So, so how do you define success for yourself? I mean, I'm, I'm hearing many different, many different uh, results of your journey and how you feel and how you and your wife connect and why you do things. But how would you, how do you define success for, for Alan? Uh, I, I, I believe uh, the definition for me is I would say I would use one word to describe as as the impact that I can make is it's less about um, uh, money, less about the uh, perceived success is more about uh, how many lives we can change, mm. how many people we can impact and and how we can um, inject new ideas or, or helping other people in a massive scale. And I, I think if we can achieve that, if I can achieve that, um, I, I would be very proud. Wonderful. Well, and that's, uh, you know, that's about legacy. And uh, those are, uh, uh, it's, it's the, there's this saying I like, it's, it's, it's not how people are talking about you now. It's how they're talking about you when you're gone that really matters. So, uh, so I love that impact word. It's very, very critical. So I'm going to get really simple now. Um, and we're down to the last two questions of this great interview. But this one is, uh, is something that, that I've got to keep keen interest in and because of, of the scaling because of the other things you're involved with with investing and and of course uh, you know with the the team that you're working with Wattpad what's a typical day look like for Alan uh, a typical day there's no such thing called typical <laughs> 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 yeah when you're juggling a hundred balls uh, you know each time the ball that you pick uh, is, is a little bit different so um, I, I I really don't have um, a pattern to, to be honest but uh, I think over a longer period period of time you um, you will see how where I spend my time and my calendar won't lie right and mm. uh, you know in, in a quarter if I spend X percent in here then you would know how I spend the time mm. on, on average and where the priority is so perhaps I can highlight uh, a few things um, okay sure. I, um, I still interview every single uh, new hire in, in the company uh, this will make sure the team that we are building is, um, you know, uh, we, we can bring in people who is a good cultural fit or uh, have a, a mean, even if, if he or she may not be a good fit, at least that person can uh, impact the culture in a positive way and enhance our culture. That's very, very important. Uh, I also uh, would uh, uh, do one-on-one -on -one with um uh, with my direct reports, uh, uh, one one on one uh, every week. Uh, that's pretty typical. But uh, one thing quite unique that I'm still doing is I would have um, one on one meetings with every single one in the company. I have 110 people now, mm. and every week I would meet with uh, four of them. Each one is half an hour. So, um, say I'm working for like 40 hours per week, it's only two hours, uh, and, and of course I'm not 
working only for 40 hours. I'm just saying, right. assuming I'm working 40 hours. That's right. less than 5% of my time. So mm. this 5% is a very good use of my time because I put my ear uh, on the ground. I can fully understand uh, the challenges that they are facing. And, it, and surprisingly, it surfaces uh, so many good and good things. And of course, some of the issues, challenges that they are facing that I can help them to, to resolve. Have you ever found uh, during those conversations that uh, an aha moment came that that created a fundamental shift in the uh, direction of your business? Yep, uh, absolutely. It comes up uh, pretty frequently. You know, we have uh, when you have 110 people working for the, the company. You know, I I. I cannot and I should not be the only one generating the ideas. My mm. job is more about uh, motivating the uh, other 110 people so that they can come up with ideas better than mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and one last thing that I worth highlighting as I would write an internal blog post uh, every day, uh, that takes me roughly like half an hour to an hour every day depends on the topic, but um, it's a very, very scalable and effective way to uh, uh, replicate my DNA across the company, one broadcast every day and and to align everyone so that I make sure everyone is uh, fully understood then they, they fully understand the, the vision, the strategy, and the tactics of the company. And what was today's topic on? Uh, today's topic is about, uh, uh, I have, have not uh, spent the time uh, yet, but uh, I, can, I can talk about yesterday's topic. You know, That's probably, yeah, that works. Uh, um, uh, how we can uh, get to a billion users. Yeah, nice. Nice. You share vision and they talk about that all the time. Leaders share vision and people follow vision. So uh, love it, love it, love it, love and it. The most powerful thing is they actually interact uh, on, the, on, on, on the blog post because I'm writing on, on Wattpad. So uh, yes, of course. I'm, we are eating our own dog food. <laughs> they, <laughs> I love it. they congregate together and, and forming a very uh, small community. <laughs> yeah. Talk- very wonderful. Well, Alan, look, uh, this has been a just a wonderful journey of uh, of of your career in a very short time period. You know, to be able to capitalize your career in, in thirty five minutes is, of course, tough to do. But it's been wonderful insight for our, for our listeners. And so, I want to close on. Uh, there are listeners across the country, um, you know, ranging from from uh, from small, from startups, small, medium to large businesses. Uh, do you have any final thoughts or a thought that you just feel they should all be uh, be aware of from your perspective? Um, I guess the uh, there are many lessons that I can share, but uh, the. The number one thing that's stopping people from starting a company is, uh, guess what? Um, is hesitation to start doing it. Mm. So um, I guess the biggest hurdle, you know, if you can overcome that and just start doing this, then the, uh, you know, then you you enjoy the the journey. Um, yeah. You know. Um, would fail and that's only natural and that's actually okay but the the lessons that you learn through the uh, success and failure would be uh, life-changing 
Yes. Well, it's it's funny, isn't it, how we uh, we we fail all throughout school. I don't know anybody that's made a perfect mark in university, high school, or whatever, yet we are so frightened with the concept of failing when it comes to business. We don't regard it as lessons. It's just the uh, opposite. So I, I appreciate that insight. And uh, Alan, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real privilege and an honor to have you, sir. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been Alan Lau, the uh, co-founder of Y. Pad. Thank you, sir, very much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for joining us today on the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly program dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every Canadian. Want access to even more amazing entrepreneur content? Well, then make sure you check out startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like the popular online training events, startup chats, and startup school. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash events for more details. And my name is Rivers Corbett. I'm your host. As always, I invite you to follow me on Twitter at Rivers Corbett. I do the same thing with conveying all kinds of cool ideas and uh, conversations with entrepreneurs around the planet to help you guys have super success. And also, I'm pleased to introduce my newest business venture, Coaching by Rockstars. That's www.coachingbyrockstars.com, where I am building an amazing team of business coaches to help entrepreneurs around the planet. If you've got an interest in that, come and check us out. Until next week, I'm Rivers Corbett, leaving you now with a sneak peek of next week's episode. Mayor, and let's kind of talk about CEO, what uh, what kept you up at night as as the mayor of Waterloo? Well, you know, man, there are so many things, and, and as a mayor, you're responsible for everything. You're the CEO of the city. Mm. So there would be, a lot of it had to do with the financial challenges of the city, the budgets, you know, trying to give give the community and the citizens what they want, try to balance a budget, try not to increase taxes because people, did you know people don't like paying taxes? Have you I noticed didn't. that? I, I, I think it ranks right up there with, <laughs> there's a problem with my culvert. <laughs> exactly. So so there were always, there, was, there were thousands of issues that I would lose a lot of sleep over. And, you know, there's legal issues that the cities have to deal with and, and, um, staffing issues there's there's many many things so um i i don't think i could say even one thing there's so many but yeah um, true ceo right yeah yeah like you just your mind's always going from from issue to issue and there are amazingly positive things that kept you up awake that you just couldn't imagine your city was so great and then there were challenging things that you know right on the front doorstep of people who were really hurting and needed help yeah. And I just always felt as a mayor that my job was to make sure that I did everything I could to make people's lives great. Mm-hmm.